Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. There's only four words. This is something something Bronco. This one's for Pat. Hello. Guys, this is not the song. There's only one person that carries the ball right here. Yeah. Tim Tebow back in the system. Oh, oh my God. Dippers got a touchdown. Picked off by the Bronco. Featuring Mike the Seco. And Jess Place. Let's go, Let's go! Welcome to Something Something Broncos. Oh, mother, oh, mother, oh, mother. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Something Something Broncos. I am Jess Place, joined by Tim Lynch and Christopher Hart of Mile High Report. The Denver Broncos were victorious over the Chargers of Los Angeles. The AFC West pack has tightened up. With the Raiders losing, the Chargers losing, and the Chiefs, they just lost as well. Chris, where should we start? Let's begin with today's big win against the Chargers, a much-needed road victory. Denver took care of business 24-7, to two turnovers by the defense. They also had four fourth downs that they stopped the Chargers on, so essentially five turnovers. A big game by Vance Joseph's unit. Uh, the offense didn't look good to start the game. Really didn't look good going into the third quarter either, but that touchdown pass to Cortland Sutton, which was beautiful in the third quarter, kind of kick-started things for them. Uh, they took care of business at the end of the game, and they were rolling, so it was it was nice to see a victory. Tim, what did you think? Yeah, I mean, they scored in every quarter. You know, that's what you, you want to see. Um, I think there was a, a, a stretch of time in the second half where uh, Vance Joseph started calling – a little tight, a little more cautious, and Easton Stick started completing passes. They scored a touchdown, and I think he just threw that idea out the window, went back to what what dominated the team through the whole game. And, man, that defense, once once they stopped messing around with, you know, playing safe, they just went after it and just closed that game out with just – it was awesome. That's all. They, they closed that game out with awesomeness. That's what, that's what I'm going with. It was fun. There was so much to root for in this game. I mean, Sean Payton put on a show. He clearly outcoached Brandon Staley. Cortland Sutton looked awesome. And he, with the one-handed, not just one one-handed catch, but two one-handed catches, one for a touchdown, one on the sideline. There's nothing he can't do. He's He could be, dare I say it, the next Odell Beckham, if Odell Beckham was not playing stuff. He's playing really good this year. You know, Sean Payton at the <laughs> beginning of the year talked about how Cortland Sutton's 2019 mixtape was great, and he was hoping to see something more. And now uh, 
this many games in the season. Sutton is the first Broncos player since the late and great Demarius Thomas to have 10 touchdowns in the season. So that's big. I mean, he's catching like 75% of the balls that come his way, which is uncanny. That's like 15% higher than usual. He's getting the key catches, the key first downs, the key touchdowns. Undoubtedly is Russell Wilson's number one target in this offense and arguably playing like a top 10 wide receiver in the league this year. So it's been fantastic to see Sutton blossom under Sean Payton in this offense because out of that whole group of guys that we had there, unfortunately, we lost Tim Patrick. Jerry Judy's been so-so. Marvin Mims hasn't got a lot of opportunities, so he needed to be the guy to step up and kind of be the glue of that offense, and he's done it. And Couldn't be more proud of his performance today, and I'm really excited to see where he can take us the rest of the year with the playoffs on the line. Trying to highlight that point, going back to the the offseason, I think it was just before training camp, um, uh, Peyton gave uh, Cortland Sutton like a cut-up of Michael Thomas's uh, tape um, in one of his seasons. I can't remember which season, maybe 2020? I, I can't remember. But um, just kind of pointing out that that Sutton has the, the ability to kind of be that dominant Michael Thomas at his peak type guy. And, I mean, Sutton looks like it to me. He, he is he is a bad man out there. I, I love it. It's nice to see. Like, after him being injured, you know, the last couple of years, it's – it's good to see him back and with such ferocity. Um, on the other side of the coin, what is up with Jerry Judy? Uh, he had those two missed catches, and he stepped out of bounds on that one touchdown. Kind of being sloppy with his feet, not following through with his catches. Now, I know, Tim, you have feelings on this. Is that Russell Wilson's fault that he didn't catch that first deep ball, or is it more on Jerry Judy? Well, as a Jerry Judy fantasy football owner, because we're in a deep 14-team league and you know, that third wide receiver slot is pretty hard to find, he had about five catches for 143 yards and a touchdown in that game, but uh, he finished with two catches and 16 yards. So, um, but as far as blame goes, you know, a little of both on that one. I would, I would think that, you know, when you look at the replay, Judy was wide open when Russell Wilson hit his back foot in the pocket. Instead of launching the ball for a touchdown, he started running around and then jumped sideways and then chucked it up there on the sideline where Judy, you know, should have caught that too, but you know, he he didn't. So my my thesis on that play is that Russell Wilson should have let it rip right off the bat and hit Judy in stride for a touchdown. But that's you know, that's just me. As far as Judy's touchdown catch. He took the longest second step in NFL history to make sure his toes touched out of bounds when all he had to do was, you know, fall and he would have been no awareness of where his feet were. None. Yes. Just he, and, and the celebration afterwards, like he totally thought that that was a touchdown even after he looked down after catching the ball and he was four. Well, I mean, the, re the referee staring at his feet right there said, oh, that's a touchdown. So I was shocked too. I was like, oh, I guess. I don't know. I guess that's a touchdown. So I started celebrating. And, you know, once I saw the replay, I was like, was that ref blind? Like, <laughs> how do you not see that his feet are out? I saw that from like the camera angle up in the sky that he was out of bounds. And, and the guy five feet away goes, oh, yep, you got it. Touchdown. So blame the ref on that one. Chris, I want to ask you about the the play in the first quarter. Uh, the very first Broncos possession, it passed to uh, Mims. It's picked off in kind of spectacular fashion. Did you did you agree that that was a interception? Was that a blown call by the refs? 
What did you think? Yeah, I don't even know what to make of that play, to be honest. Starting off the game like that, you know, you thought things were going to go for the worst. But honestly, Jess, I can't give you an opinion on that one. That was that was one that I just don't know. It was and, goofy. Yeah, it was, goofy. it was a goofy play. Dude, it was such an auspicious play to start the game for the Broncos. I just like, you got to be kidding me. Especially after Wilson struggled last week. It's like, oh, no, not again. Like, please, no, but. Yeah, I, I don't really know what to say on that one. But going back to the point on Judy, I'd agree wholeheartedly with Tim that Russell could have hit him in stride. But he did a bad job tracking that ball, and it went right through his hands. You got to haul that in. You got to get your feet down. Those are just things that rookie wide receivers, young receivers, et cetera, you just have to have good situational and spatial awareness there, and it was lacking. And I guess to a greater point, you know, I think that we've all kind of been a little bit disappointed in Jerry as a receiver since the Broncos took him in the first round that year, especially seeing some of the other receivers in that class do well. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do with them this offseason. You know, coming in at that fifth-year option is like $13 million. But if they do keep Russell Wilson as a quarterback, the, the chemistry is just not there. And Judy is a guy who wins on those short and intermediate routes over the middle of the field. And that's just not really a space in Russell's game that he does well. So I'm honestly surprised they kept him. He does help get some routes open for some other guys based on his abilities, uh, just moving defenses that way. But ugh, it, rough game from him today. Hopefully there's a rebound in the future because the Broncos desperately need somebody else to step up at wide receiver down the stretch. I mean, Sutton's been fantastic. Troutman at tight end had a good game today. Uh, but 25, 28% of the Broncos passes are going to the running backs, which is kind of common for Sean Payton's offense. But I'm, you know, on this point of wide receivers, I'm really looking for someone else to step up big in the remaining games because teams might start blanketing Sutton more with double coverage. Uh, he might not get those one-on-one -on -one opportunities like he's been winning at. So they really, really need to find a way to get someone else involved in the mix, whether it's Judy, whether it's Mims. You know, it seems like they have a couple spot plays for little Jordan Humphrey every game, and he seems to excel at those. Uh, but I'm waiting to see something more out of the rest of those guys uh, at the wide receiver core. Uh, to be fair to Judy, though, I mean, he's gotten open big. Uh, oh, for sure. In the no doubt about games. it. He's just not making the plays. And I don't know if that some of that's just maybe just dumb luck. Maybe we're, we're on the verge of seeing a, a major breakout game for him because he's close. I mean, he's there open, you know. Just yeah. not now connected. you're talking like a Judy fantasy owner. <laughs> he, it could I need happen. Him for the postseason. I need him for the postseason. You no, know, I don't. <laughs> I, I needed him for this week because of a bye. We're we're good. Uh, but so uh, he's back on my bench. Back to the week. bench to you, Jerry. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, we need Jerry to step up. It's it's time. I mean, it's like if, if it's gonna happen, don't. I'm starting to think it would have happened by now. It but just it doesn't seem like he's he's like you said, Chris, it doesn't seem like he's a good fit for what Russ and Sean Payton are trying to do. And well, you got to catch those balls that hit you in the hands. Like well, the, the, if you can touch it, you can catch it. The late great Dan Reeves said it best. I don't think he's a good fit with Russell Wilson just because of Russell's inability to be good at middle of the field concepts in an offense. But for Sean Payton, that's his bread and butter. Uh, you think of all the receivers in Saints history, especially Brandon Cooks in recent memory, having those guys winning over the middle of the field was just something that Drew Brees was able to excel at at a high level in this offense, but Russell's yeah. just not capable of. But at the very least, you know, just because we want to maybe take a jab at the Chiefs, he didn't pull a Kadarius Tony today. 
<laughs> yeah, so let's Broncos talk about that. Watch that game after our game. They definitely know what we're talking about here. So let's talk about the Chiefs melting down and losing again. That, that's good stuff. They've lost three of four. They are definitely in a rut, and the Broncos have a chance to you know capitalize on that. They got to beat the Lions next week now, though, and that's not that's their toughest game remaining on the schedule. And the Lions are they they scare me because they're a lot like the Dolphins, just maybe not as good on offense as the Dolphins. Um, but they're a fast team, and this defense. Tim, do you well are transitioning too early. We have not finished with the Kansas City Chiefs yet. You're talking about next next I, week. We, I'm talking we about what we need. I'm talking about what the, the Broncos need to do to get. To you the, are out of control already. Look at you. They're You're a game back to be in the moment. <laughs> they're a game back from the Chiefs. I'm telling you what they got to do. You know. Can we? But let's let's enjoy the Chiefs meltdown just a little bit more before we move on. Like because. Patrick Mahomes was screaming at the officials at the end of the game. He was he like it, when you talked meltdown, it was an absolute meltdown. Kadarius Tony lined up in the neutral zone. Well, he's oh. so used to the refs just calling everything in his favor, so he's very upset that they didn't it's, this time. Yeah, yeah, it's not it's not the refs' fault that Tony was lined up incorrectly, and oh, man, you know the, the entire crowd play. is chanting "Ref, you suck!" It's as though it's the refs' fault. It's not the refs' fault. Like Patrick Mahomes needs to own that. That's not the refs' fault. It's not, you know, the crowd. It's not the refs' fault. It's <laughs> Kadarius Tony. It's number nineteen. That was such an incredible play. Probably one that you'd see for highlights for years to come. Oh. All wiped out by. That's- <laughs> all those, yeah, all those years ago, I think it was, God, was it Gus Farratt that came in in a Broncos game? They were on the road in Minnesota. And yeah, Mo Williams. Flipped it, yeah, flipped it back yeah. to Mo Williams and the same thing happened. Like as soon as I saw Travis Kelsey throw that ball back, I'm like, like just that repeat. All I mean, I was in high school then just back to the flashback. Of the Randy Moss split back. Mo- oh my goodness! But that uh, was the worst. Yep. Yeah, that was but, that was almost a repeat of that. And Kadarius Tony ruined that. Well, yeah, <laughs> ruined his own touchdown. That's the irony. Yeah. And and the crazy thing is, is that the Chiefs' schedule to finish out the season parallels the Broncos with the Raiders, the Patriots, and the Chargers again. With their only other game being the Bengals, who have won two in a row without Joe Burrow. So to Tim's point, which he was leaping into the future a little bit earlier, Denver does have to take care of business against uh, the Lions next week. I mean, it seems like every week the Broncos are putting us in this position to talk must-win game, must-win game, must-win game. You've heard me say it a million times, but it's the absolute truth. Detroit's not going to be an easy game, but for now, I'm stoked that we beat the Chargers. I think we came out relatively unscathed. Uh, unfortunately, Nick Bonito was carted off the field. So if he's out for an extended period of time, that definitely throws a little bit of a red flag up in the Broncos edge rushing unit who didn't get any sacks today. Uh, the, the inside linebackers and defensive line got six total, but our edge rushers didn't get home today. So that's something to look, you know, look at they, going into the following weeks. But they, they were creating pressure. They just didn't get home. You're right. Sure. Yeah. I mean, dude, I mean, they had four sacks on uh, Herbert in the first half, which was phenomenal. Uh, Hats off to Vance Joseph's defense again this week, coming up with ways to get home. So uh, the Chargers offensive line is not good, but I mean, they they took care of business today. The only bad plays really the whole entire game was late in the fourth quarter with those two Quentin Johnson catches uh, with the last couple of drives to go in the game. You know, other than that, uh, you take away those two plays, and I think they had like 213 yards of offense or something like that. So 
defense played really good today. So that was nice to see as well. Yeah, that was that stretch where Vance Joseph just said, okay, we're going back to what what I called the whole game, and then they just shut it down. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got to do that mm-hmm. King of the Hill thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Another Broncos um, victory. So last week, uh, Tim, you were you were mus- messing around with your homeowners association and could not join us. Um, last week, I said that losing to the Texans would put the spotlight directly on this Lions game. While I understand it is not a conference game or a division game, uh, it is now a must-win game uh, because the Broncos are going into the last three games of the season and they are all very winnable, especially because next time we meet up with the Chargers, Brandon Staley probably won't be head coach. I'm looking forward to next weekend. It's going to be a national game. It's uh, it's Sunday night football. That makes it a little Saturday night. Me a little... Is it Saturday night? Yeah, I know because it's it? my daughter's birthday. <laughs> is it? Oh, is it Saturday? I thought it was yeah. Sunday. Saturday no, night. Saturday football. night football. It's going to be like football, like three days in a row or something like that. Well, I have to change some plans because I had planned on watching Sunday night football with my parents because <laughs> they're going to be in town, uh, and so we need to. Change the plan for Saturday. So the Lions lost to the Bears today, and they looked bad losing to the Bears. So I know it's going to be a tough game. It's a road game. Road games are never easy. The Broncos are going to finish out this three-game road stretch. But if you kind of want to get some optimism for rolling into next week for Saturday night football, the Bears took care of business against the Lions today. So if they can do it, why can't we? They're beating the Lions. He heard. It I mean, it's first. Jared Goff. You know, do what you did against. Justin Herbert against Jared Goff, and he's going to make mistakes. But if they've you just sit back and let him, they've got a much better O line in Detroit, though. Yeah, that O line is loaded. So, I mean, like I said, if Nick Bonito's out and Cooper got banged up at the end of the game, yeah. Denver's edge rushing room looks a little bit thin. That so blitz Van- looked good, though. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> diagnosing pressure that way with those delayed blitz and stunts by by the DL and the inside linebackers got that team roaring today. So they're going to have to. You know, bring the heat again. They're going to have to win in the trenches again, and I'm confident that they're going to go into Detroit and win. All right, so you you're predicting Timmy? A win. Oh, Timmy, what do you think? Win? There's no going back now, man. It's playoffs or bust. Win, 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 win. Win out. Win the last five. All right, minutes. all right. I was I was going to predict a loss, but I, I'm going to go with a win. I'm going to predict win, 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 win. It's win, win, win. win. We got to win, 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 win. Winning everything. Yeah. Wins across win, win, the board win. for Broncos country. They won't That's lose right. again until October of next year. Calling it now. <laughs> Super Bowl. All right. I like it. All right. Now that Tim has sufficiently jinxed us, I think we're going to go ahead and call it for this week's edition of Something Something Broncos post game Chargers show. That was the best game of the year I watched. Offense, defense, special, you know, all that stuff. I loved it. Hey, it was the easiest game to write about this year, easily, bar none. Yeah, that's true, too. So it was my favorite to watch as well. <laughs> I mean, the Chiefs game is pretty good. Seeing the Broncos win and the Chiefs lose and Patrick Mahomes crying on the sideline. <laughs> he was, was crying tremendous. and freaking out. He was having a full-on meltdown. State Farm must have been so proud. He had his midlife crisis today. <laughs> he, well, I think it was like week. staring face-to-face <laughs> with the fact that it, it could possibly not happen for them this year, which would be just tragic. And then the news tomorrow morning is that Taylor Swift dumps Travis Kelsey after Chiefs lost against <laughs> Buffalo. <laughs> Would that be hilarious, though? Like, seriously? I only that, date that, That's the world we're living in as football fans and gurus. Like, we're we're in this Taylor Swift. I mean, I've got nothing against them. Just like, could that be a headline? Hey, if- Jason Kelsey's, like, popping his knuckles, like, I'm next. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hey, if she if she was if she was dating a Bronco, we'd be all about it too, you know. Oh, are you kidding? Yeah, thank goodness that's not the case. <laughs> um, okay, so for Tim and Chris, I am Jess. This was the greatest game of the season, according to Tim. Chris says next week is going to be the greatest game of the season. I say just you wait until the playoffs. The best is yet to come. Until next time. Go Broncos. Go Broncos. I'm your friend. Ha, 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 ha.